Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I am your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to The Raider and The Saint. Episode 37. What is going on, folks? Today's date is July 12, 2020. It is Sunday morning. The time is approximately 11 a.m. I am back. I am back at the studio. 
The location is downtown Santa Ana, historic district. I am in the bunker, a.k.a. the lab. Today's guest is Phil Rivera, 30-year UPSer and family man. I'm also here with Frank Caleros, a.k.a. Ibex. He is in the studio today. We are hanging out. It's a beautiful day. Like I said last week, I hope everyone had a, a blessed week. My week was pretty good. It was it was actually great. I had a, a good week, especially after 4th of July, lighting fireworks and everything. Uh, just staying on top of the news, staying positive, especially with, with this COVID and people are starting to get sick. Shit is starting to hit home. So I'm still going to continue the podcast no matter what. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm just like you guys. I'm just going going with the motion. I want to thank my past guest, Hector Valle. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was interesting to have you here, have a conversation with you, and open my eyes of what you see on your side. I, I could give my opinion of what I see on my side. Being out there, being a UPSer, being a driver, so it's always good to get, uh, not customers, but new new faces on here so I could talk with them and, and just see what what's going on in this world today. Thus saying that, my guest today, once again, Phil Rivera is here. He's been a, a good friend to me, a good co-worker to me. We, we've worked together for many years. He's always given me good advice. He's always been there for me when I needed him. So this week, I, I had a cancellation. Uh, they're going to happen. And he was willing to step in at the last moment and come on the podcast and chew the fat with me. So my guest today, Mr. Phil Rivera, welcome to the Raider and the Saint podcast, sir. How are you today? Good, good. Good morning. Good morning. Why don't you tell the, the listeners around the world a little bit about yourself and where you come from? Well, a little bit about myself. Well, I've led an interesting life. Uh, <laughs> to say the least, uh, you know, I, I, uh, grew up in, uh, East LA, uh, not, not the deep part of East LA, but I grew up in Los Angeles, Norwalk, Downey, uh, moved around a lot, uh, as a child, uh, single mother, um, father wasn't really a big part of my life. Uh, but, uh, I had, a a good father figure. My grandfather and uh, my grandmother were a big part of my life. Uh, throughout my childhood, uh, even my teen years. Um, but yeah, uh, been through a lot. Uh, mom and I moved around a lot and, uh, you know, eventually we settled down and I ended up in, uh, the Orange County area in, in my teen years. Uh, heard a lot about Orange County and, uh, you know, I was big on money and that was, uh, <laughs> higher class neighborhood uh -huh. so uh but yeah you know uh normal uh single mom you know no brothers and sisters you know i as i'm glad you brought that up i i, I went till i was about 12 years old and and i remember asking my mom yeah man i want to have a baby brother baby sister and uh i, I think I, I really wanted the baby sister and i kept pushing for the baby sister and uh yeah, one day my dream came true. 13 years old, my mom told me that, uh, you know, she was going to have uh, 
she had one on the way. You know, we didn't know what it was going to be. And then uh, then I got the surprise. It was going to be a little girl. And, um, yeah, so I got a 13-year younger uh, uh, baby sister. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. I, lo- I love my little sister. Uh, it's a big part of my life. Um, yeah, so let's see. When I was probably about... Uh, uh, I want to say high school. I've had some. I'll, I'll talk about my uh, my big points in my life when I was mm-hmm. in high school. Um, I was uh, 17 years old, and um, my my first big challenge experience was uh, I was playing a lot of sports, and uh, my lung collapsed, and uh, we d- we didn't know. My mom didn't know, uh, but um, ended up in the hospital. And uh, I remember uh, my stepdad, you know, who was became my dad in my life, the father, father figure of my life, good man, uh, Vietnam veteran. Um, you know, he. I remember getting up one morning, and you know, I told him, you know, I have this pain in my chest, and so, uh, you know, I told him, hey, I need you to listen, be real quiet. So, I took a deep breath, and he can hear this air coming out. And uh, he, without hesitation, he grabbed me, threw me in the car, and mm. uh, rushed me down to Kaiser in, in Los Angeles. What what sport were you playing? Uh, back then, that was the, that was the thing. I was I was doing uh, bodybuilding. My dad, my stepdad, was big into bodybuilding. My dad was into bodybuilding too. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wrestled. I was on the wrestling team, and then uh, I was also on the swim swim team. So it was off season, and I was on the swim team from wrestling. But I was still wrestling. We still had practice. Uh, I was constantly just training, training, you know, and so it, with all that training, uh, I guess, you know, you can overexert yourself. A lot of, a lot of college pro athletes, uh, have that happen. It's, it's something that, uh, I don't think really is a huge, big topic. Uh, people don't, it's not one of those things that people talk about a lot. Well, uh, you, you see those videos of people working out and, and going past that exertion and then just black out. Yeah. Is that yeah. something like what you went through? Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I got up when it was the funny part was I wasn't really doing anything. I got up in the morning and, and got in the shower and, and just like you said, I, I felt this huge sharp pain, which uh, at that young age, I thought, wow, I'm having a heart attack at 17 years old. That's how painful it was uh-huh. and uh, brought me down to my knees and, uh, maybe five minutes after that the pain subsided and uh, i went to school you know just kept going kept pushing through uh that's that's uh, my mentality doesn't matter you know i'll keep pushing through doesn't matter what's in my way what obstacle i'll, I'll always push through it um that's how i was raised by my stepdad um is you always push through keep going don't stop you know so uh yeah it sounds like a good man yeah good good man yeah i mean everybody has their faults but uh mm-hmm. he's he, you know all in all uh you know as as a person as a human being uh you know you, you take on um you know you come into a, a ready-made family almost you know and mm-hmm. and he stepped up to the plate and uh played that role for me that's cool and uh you know i i i have to thank him uh you know and i I, I don't I've never had the opportunity to thank him for uh, for everything that he did for me uh, you know later many years later on you know him and my mom things didn't work out and uh, you know he 
moved on and you know he's a happy man he's got a good life you know good woman in his life now uh but yeah never had that opportunity to thank him for for everything that he did in my life uh what I'm, was his name his name is richard richard marmalejo uh he went shout to, out to uh, richard yeah shout out to richard yeah yeah my pops you know my you know with my sisters uh my 13 year old you know sister 13 years later sister uh was produced because of him and my mom and uh, you know, we, we went through a lot of trials and tribulations together, him and I, and, uh, you know, as, as a young kid, you, you, you put your parents through a lot of things. And so 17, yeah, your lungs, he didn't know your lung had collapsed. Well, he, he tells did. you pushed through. Oh, he yeah, knew. He, he knew, uh, he was in Vietnam. So I'm sure, you know, the sound of, uh, I'm sure then he's thinking in his mind, well, he probably had some guy that had a bullet go through his, through his lung. He knew the sound, you know, he knew what was up. He knew the issue. He knew the problem. Uh, he knew that my lung was collapsed and, uh, that's why he threw me in the car and, and rushed me off. And thank God had he not, and I'd went to school one more day, uh, your lungs fill up with this fluid, you mm -hmm. know? And, uh, my second lung was already filling up. Uh, my, my oxygen level was, you know, I was getting shorter and shorter, you know, taking steps to go he basically picked me up and carried me and put me in the car and we got there and i was told him you know i'm feeling pretty good they're uh they're not uh doctors were taking a really long time so we said you know what he goes you all right and i said yeah i'm good i think i'm fine and we start walking out there and next thing we know there's this rush of doctors chasing us down the hallway saying stop and they throw me on a gurney and roll me into this uh little supply room closet saying we don't got time we got to do this now and uh no pain meds the guy laid me on the table said bite down gave me something to bite down on hold on i held on and he says we're gonna we're gonna cut you and put this tube in you so just bear with me and it's gonna be quick and he did and when he cut me you know, you get cut with the scalpel without any pain meds. Where they put it in your neck? No, they put it in my chest. Holy shit! Yeah, they just shove it right in there and right into your lung. And uh, no sooner than that, you, I'd seen all the the fluids draining out of the tube. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it was an interesting experience. And uh, next morning, I woke up. Uh, they hit me with some pain meds, but the pain meds weren't gonna. They weren't going to activate. Yeah, it wasn't going to be quick enough. You know, he gave it to me, but he said, yeah, it's not going to work fast enough and we need to do this now. So, uh, you know, I, I skated away with that one. I got close, you know, uh, meeting my maker. That was that was interesting, uh, you know. So but but like I said, shout out to my my dad, Richard, and uh, he knew what he was doing and he had the experience. Uh, you know, he came into my life for that reason. How do you how do you think that happened? Do you know? Uh, I mean, working out, working out. Yeah, you. Uh, they call it Rolls Bowls disease. What it, what they called it? That was a, a nickname that they came up came up with uh, back way way back in the day. Uh, a lot of athletes were. I guess there was this time period where athletes were exerting themselves so much, so hard that uh, they were having these collapsed collapse lung issues uh these athletes were were going into the hospitals and uh from from so much exertion and uh 
Yeah, so that's that's what the doctor. Does it happen often now? You think? I believe uh, it probably does. Like I said, it's just something that isn't uh, really out there. It's not something that they talk about. Kind of like my my second go around with uh, cancer. You know, later, twenty six years old, uh, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. I'd never even really? heard of it. Yeah, and and the strange one about that one is, you know, the the only when I found out about that was, and the only reason I even knew what it was about was Lance Armstrong had, it was at that same time when he got his testicular cancer. It was his, I believe his first bout uh, with cancer. And um, so that's how I kind of knew about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it wasn't something that was completely, you know, without thought or I guess is the way I, I don't know how you want to put it but um so I dealt with that and um cancer testicular cancer for men wasn't really a big huge topic which yeah. today still isn't uh what's huge today oh, yeah. is 20 years ago so early 2000 yeah so today I mean well even back then it you know everybody knew about breast cancer breast cancer is huge you know uh I, I want to say, and I, they, they, uh, media and they, they pick whatever topics they want and they make them really big, but testicular cancer is a huge thing, uh, with, with men. Um, I, I after I had testicular cancer, I ended up getting phone calls from very, three very close friends of mine from high school that had it during high school. Wow. And, uh, didn't know anything about it you know prior to my case uh prior to just hearing about lance armstrong um you know it, and today it still really isn't that big of a topic you know which there are many sicknesses illnesses that are but aren't. just testicular just testicular testicular cancer yeah. cancer testicular yeah. testicular yeah cancer is yeah it's not a big topic i no. know other i know other people that have had it I mean, okay we both know those certain people yeah and it's not a big topic is that because men are embarrassed when they get it they don't want to say nothing because they they feel like it, their shit's not going to work no more like it's becoming i mean as a man our our grand prize is our, our loins <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah. Every man's going to be subconscious about their size and their girth and their performance. And so when you get hit with like, you got to sex, to testicular cancer, testicular cancer. <laughs> I'm fucking hard to pronounce. Yeah. Um, people, and you get told you're going to lose one. Yeah. You get told you're going to lose one. I mean, your manhood, it, it's, it's got a, I mean, you got to tell me. I, I think for, I'll be honest with you. I think for some, and I'm sure I know for some individuals, it's, it's, uh, it's a hard thing to swallow. But, uh, for me, like I said, I was, I was raised by a man who always taught me I could overcome anything and always push forward and keep going. Uh, and, and when I found out that was my reaction, I mean, even when I sat down with the doctor, he was like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. What do we got to do? Let's do this. What, what's the next step? You know? 
and uh, he, he's just even he was like, "Wow, I, that's not the reaction I get from many people." You know, he, he's a he's an oncologist, you know, a doctor of uh, cancer, and uh, you know, he was he was really surprised. He's just like, "Okay, well, shit, yeah, let's do this. Okay, you're in." I said, "I'm in. Let's let's do this. Let's let's figure it out. What do I got to do?" You know, and uh, I'll tell you a funny story is. Uh, so he said, well, first step is we need to do uh, a biopsy. Well, what's a biopsy? Okay, well, you got a hard lump on your left testicle. Uh, we need to go in, cut it out, take your testicle. You okay with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, so we got to take it out. We're going to do a biopsy, see what it is. It could be benign. It could be malignant. You know, okay, cool. So when are we going to do this? Well, when do you want to do it? Well, uh, how about next Monday? This is, I think I was in his office. Were you a driver already? No, no, no. I was, I was in the office working in the office at UPS. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, he said, uh, you know, I was like, well, how about, you know, next week, next Monday, you know, it's, it's Tuesday today. I got the weekend coming up and, uh, he goes, well, why we need to do this right away. Why do you want to wait till next week? And I says, well, I got a date Friday night. I had a date with this hot-looking girl, and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm 26 years old. That's what I'm thinking about, you mm-hmm. know. Hey, it's going to be a good time this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he laughed, and he said, no, we need to do this. Uh, how about Thursday? I was like, Thursday? He said, yeah, it's outpatient. You come in, we'll cut it, small surgery. He'll be here in the office. We'll have you in and out in less than two hours. Okay. Less than two hours, yeah. As a matter of fact, you can still go on your date. You're gonna be a little tender. You're not gonna be able to do so he, anything performance wise. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he shut no. me down right there. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, he said you could still go on your date and have a good time and and get to know her and you know. All right, all right. You know, it's that serious. It's that serious. Okay. How'd you know you had this? So, uh, like I said, I I, I was always. Uh, being an athlete was just always a part of my life, always training, always working out. Mm. Um, and so I was in the gym and I would get up in the mornings. I'd run three miles. I'd come home from work. I'd run three miles and then I'd go lift. Uh, I work out in the garage with my dad. We'd lift weights. You know, we had a gym in the garage or I'd go to the gym with one of my very close friends, Brian officer, shout out to Brian officer. That's my brother from another mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he trained me he showed me a lot of uh techniques and and how to train properly how to lift properly just everything when it came to getting stronger and bigger uh this man showed me some valuable techniques uh when it when it came to lifting weights and training um so anyways uh got off a little track right there but there you go um yeah, where were we at? You're talking about your how? How did you find out that you? Okay, yeah, how I how test, I found out? Test, yeah, testicular yeah. testicular cancer. Testicular. So I was doing my morning run uh, that morning, and uh, I was like, "Wow, you had this little sharp pain," and I was like, "What the heck?" You know, I finished my morning run, came back to the house, got in the shower, showering up, washing myself, and grazed. You know, you're washing with the towel and your mm-hmm. hand and. 
I grazed it and I felt this sharp pain. I was like, holy shit, that hurt. And uh, so I started touching and I could feel like a little tiny, uh, like the size of a BB, maybe a little smaller than a BB. Actually, it was just a little tiny lump right on my testicle. But man, that was so sensitive when you went to touch it. And uh, so I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I'll go to the doctor, figure out what it is later. Went to work, got ready. Uh, came back from work, came back home, did my three-mile run again. When I came home that evening to do my second three-mile run, uh, I felt winded. I was like, what the hell? You know, I, I really tired. I thought, wow, you know, maybe I'm just pushing myself too hard again. You know, or just sometimes you have that off week, mm-hmm. you know. I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'm just having an off week. It's like work. Yeah, yeah, you have a good day at work. You have a bad day at work. Right. And uh, energy level is a little bit down. You know, I figured, okay, you know, maybe I need to back off a little bit. So, uh, you know, came home, showered up, felt that pain. I was like, wow, you know, that's crazy. It really hurts down there. So uh, ended up uh, going in probably a day or two later. I can't remember, but told my boss, hey, I need to to go in. I got a little issue. I need to go see the doctor. Okay. So I went in and doctor said, oh, you know, it could be an infection. You know, he checked it, you know, gave me some antibiotics, but gave me a, a slip to, to get a sonogram. And, uh, you know, so I had the slip and uh, held on to it, went, got the antibiotics, started doing the antibiotics, you know, 10 day or seven day treatment, something like that. And uh, so in that time, I said, nah, I'm not going to. I don't need to go get a sonogram. I held on to the paper, but I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm going to do this treatment first. And I uh, kept working out. But I noticed that during that first week, I couldn't run. Uh, it was really difficult for me. So kept going to the gym, kept lifting weights. And then as days went by, even lifting became harder. Like I just didn't have that push. My energy was down. So I figured, you know what? I just need to take some time off. You know, sometimes you just got to step out of the gym for a week. You know, Is that because your body was trying to fight something or your, your, te- your testicles produce testosterone? And Correct. so maybe one of them stopped producing it. And that's why you felt extra tired. Maybe. What do you think? You don't know. I, you know, at the time I, I, I didn't know, um, you know, I, I, uh, like I said, I, I figured, well, you know, maybe I'm just pushing too hard. You know, I was doing uh, doing more work, more hours at work. Uh, you know, I took a new position on. I uh, figured maybe it's a stress, you know, stress at home, bills, you know, who knows? You know, it, mm-hmm. stress is a silent thing that, you know, can wear on your body too and i figured okay maybe i need to decompress for a week stay out of the gym maybe i just need to chill so that's what i did so for for another week uh, i continued the meds till i finished and in the second week um i realized wow one day i got up and i take like five steps and i'd be winded i'm like what the hell i i i just you it's it's hard to explain the loss of energy uh, that I felt, but uh, literally could only take about five steps, felt winded, I'd stop, take a breather, take a few more steps. That's and scary. I, yeah, and I went to work like that, you know, and- What? Uh, went to work, went to the office, and uh, 
you know, like I said, I'll, I'll push through things. That's, that's how I was raised, push through, keep going. And, you know, I got in the office and uh, so my boss and, and my coworkers noticed that I had this issue and I was like, wow, you know, I'm really having a hard time. It really hit me that one specific day. And I was at work when it hit me. Like, wow, this is really getting hard, like really fast. You're talking about a two-week period. And you didn't say at one point going, hey, dude, something's up. Well, at that point when I was at work, I'm like, wow, something. I, I thought in my head, something is really wrong. And, well, so my boss, it. As funny as, and not to sound religious, but there's always a plan. There's always a reason there are things in your life, whether it be people or situations. And my boss, Bill Chapin, at the time, shout out to Bill Chapin. Um, he was a driver, went management, and uh, he had just finished uh, cancer treatment himself. And uh, kind of like Mac. Mac McKesey. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. He had it right there in his throat. Yeah. And they ran the whole, uh, he did the Iron Man, didn't he? Right. Yeah. He's yeah. done. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Mac McKesey, dude. So, uh, this guy, Bill Chapin, uh, I, I think he recognized the issues and said, Phil, you still got that, that paper? I said, Yeah, I have it with me. It's in my wallet. He goes, You need to go now. So, I went down there and went to the hospital and, you know, went, checked in. They, did the sonogram thing, you know, uh, that was it. You know, she tested me and I said, that's it. She goes, that's it. Uh, we'll, we'll notify you in a few days. We'll let you know how the results come out. And, uh, so I, uh, got in the car, sitting there driving, had the old big box cell phone back in those days. The thing looked like a Motorola, motor, the big Motorola. Yeah. Remember those flip phones? <laughs> no, I think it was just huge. It looked like a, oh, a giant box. <laughs> I think it was massive. So, uh, anyways, uh, phone rings and, uh, it's my boss, Bill. Mm -hmm. He says, Hey Phil, we just got a call from the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? He goes, we just got a call and, uh, I hope you don't mind, but, they have a doctor and they have an appointment and I set up the appointment for you. They asked me and I let them know that I had just went through this and I think this is really serious. You need to go get checked. And so your appointment is in the next two hours. And I just left the sonogram appointment driving back to the office. He says, don't come back to work, go home and go to this appointment he says you promise me you'll do that and i said i promise yeah what you know and he was very very sincere in his voice you're 26 i'm 26 years Shit, old man so i said all right i'll do this bill and uh so i went went to the appointment and uh and then from there uh which i've kind of already told you the doctor sat me down Gave me the scenario, what's going on, we need to do this, we need to do the... You had a date. Yeah, had the date and everything, and uh, okay. So fast forwarding, uh, I get the results, and uh, so I go in the following week, and uh, I get the phone call, and he says, hey, uh, I know you have the appointment, and, uh, but I need you to make sure that you bring somebody with you. You need to have somebody that uh, you feel close with doesn't matter who it is just you need to bring someone with you uh to this appointment that's all he said and i said okay so i'll do that so uh 
called my mom, told her, hey, I got this appointment. I need you to be there. I need you to take the day off from work. Uh, so she went with me. <clears throat> and we sat down, and the uh, doctor said, okay, uh, you, you tested. You're positive for uh, cancer. You have testicular cancer. It's, uh, at the time, uh, he said I had a seminoma cancer. So uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, what do we got to do? He says, well, your cancer is aggressive. You're uh, stage three, four, uh, which four meaning that unfortunately your chances, your survival rate chances are, are really low. Uh, but we have this new uh, test um, drug out if you're willing to uh, do it. Uh, well, we think you're a great candidate. You're, you're healthy. You work out, you know, you're good weight. Three, four is like the highest, right? Four stage four is full blown. Wow. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, you know, what do we got to do? Let's do this. You know, and my, my mom broke down started crying and which is understandable. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, he said, well, first thing we need to do is, is uh, you know, just in case we need you to go to a bank in case you ever want to have kids, you can go to this bank and uh, bank some sperm. And so they put your sperm in a thing and they put it and they keep it, you know, for in case some point in your life you want to you decide you want to have kids. You need you need you need both to produce kids. Uh, no, you don't actually. You only need the one, but they don't know the effects at the time. They didn't know okay, the they effects okay. of uh, what I went through, which was uh, the chemo. I did chemo and radiation, and the chemo I went through at the time was called uh, cisplatinum, and uh, they have another one. It's called carboplatinum, which is a little bit lower grade. Uh, it's not as intense. Um, but I did what they called cisplatinum with the radiation. So they didn't know, you know, it, it could affect my body to the point where I could never reproduce ever. And uh, he didn't want to take that chance. You know, obviously they don't want to lawsuit lawsuits, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. uh, I suggest you, you do this just in case. And I said, okay. So I went and did it. And, uh, so after doing that, uh, they scheduled me for surgery and so when they when when they're doing the radiation treatments on you what kind of what because you see the movies they sit down and they put an iv in them mm -hmm. is that the radiation in the bag so or is there are they just rehydrating you i mean uh, so when you when you go in and and you start your process of uh chemo and radiation so the first thing they do is they hook you up and they hydrate you they hydrate you with two bags of fluid okay uh, they want to make sure your your body is hydrated because the chemo and radiation are going to deplete you and when you're going through it it's really difficult to uh drink or eat anything and uh so because they're killing all your good cells too. yeah yeah and it, it's you, you you go what through is it these... a machine you go in no 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 so you just sit in a chair. It's like a, a lounger chair. And uh, so they hook you up to the to the bags to uh, hydrate you. And then after they hydrate me, 
the next step was the chemo. So the chemo is a bag. It's okay. a bag, okay. and, and they do. They inject it into you. It drips into you. It's a slow drip. So you sit there, and you, you do your bag of, of chemo, and it drips into your system. And then um, I would do that every day for five days. And then every Monday, only on Monday, uh, they would inject uh, radiation. It was a shot. So they would inject the radiation into me once a week, every Monday. And, uh, and that one is, uh, the, the chemo was bad. I, th- I want to say the radiation was worse because the minute that shit hit my system, I mean, I was, I was unloading. I mean, whatever I had in me, I was unloading in a bucket, you know, and, and you can feel it. it. It really, you really take a dump. Like your body just shut. It's like you just want to shut down, you know. And but you know it was that's only, fucking hard. It was hard. It at was twenty six too. Twenty six, yeah. And uh, you know I'll tell you, uh, and, and in all honesty, that first week that I did it, you know I got to the to the third day and I thought, wow, this is a piece of cake. This is easy. This is no big deal. I wasn't feeling anything by Wednesday. I woke up Thursday morning to go do my treatment. And I was a mess. Uh, that, that's when it hit me. And my parents are like, come on, you got to go. I said, no, I don't want to go. I'm done. I don't want to do this. This is not. It, it's hard to explain uh, the feeling. Uh, the and this sickness. is coming from someone that's been. Always pushed through. Pushed through it. Always pushed through. And my dad said, nope. Get in the car. You can do this. You're going to do this. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. So he picked me up, and uh, to be honest with you, I was grabbing <laughs> the door, uh, <laughs> the sides of the door, literally holding on, saying, no, I don't want to go. I'm not going. Nope, you're going. And, you know, obviously I didn't have the energy to fight him, so uh, he pulled me out of the house, put me in the car, and you know drove me down there and said you can do this you can do this and i said okay so uh like i said he he was the push in my life and uh so i did it and fought through it uh it was a battle when they say it's a battle it's a battle uh a battle of the the will your mind uh your soul i believe strongly uh you know so once once i mentally got to that point after the initial just that beginning fight i pushed through it uh you you get to that upside where they give you that break the following week uh so basically every monday i had to do radiation but the following week i wouldn't have to do chemo so i would be off of chemo for five days and then come back the following week do but every monday was radiation and then come back and then do the chemo again uh so but without the chemo you'd start to come back up you know you start feeling kind of normal i guess uh, so i did that yeah i did it for uh what they call three cycles which is i think it was like a month three months uh and then at the end at the end of the three months uh then they they stopped the treatment 
and then uh, just wait you just wait and see if uh if you're clean you know they test your blood your your white blood cell counts drop your reds come up and uh you know they let you know okay you're good to go you don't have cancer anymore and uh but uh making it to the third stage i did i didn't finish uh because i don't know if it was the radiation and the com- combined of the two or just the radiation but i remember my skin melting it was really weird because wow. they, they talk about it in movies what radiation your skin melts well my skin was literally melting i had these round red patches on different spots of my body and when it got to that point uh they said that's it we got to stop you know you, you're body can't take it anymore it's that's it Mm -hmm. so we stopped and uh and then like i said we just we waited and um you know yeah doctor came in one day and went in and took my blood did the whole testing and he said no you're good you're all clean and uh how often does that happen to people do you know the percentages on that i don't know the percentage on it uh i i know that the (laughs) as funny as uh, this was uh when the doctor told me uh, my level of fear is so minimal (laughs) because i remember him telling me that we're going to do this trial thing and uh he said um you know only uh the three people prior to you uh, didn't make it, and uh, wow, yeah, he goes, you, "You'll be the fourth person to try this trial." But like he said, I think you're the perfect candidate, and I think that you can beat it. I think you're gonna beat it, and I did, you know. Wow. Uh, but even facing the fact that three people prior to me didn't survive didn't stop me didn't stop my mental process of uh pushing forward and and taking this thing on so uh yeah yeah it was it was crazy each uh each session each one of the sessions you experience something different uh i remember one of them was hiccups hiccuping uh non-stop for a week is probably the most painful thing that anybody could experience. Uh, I don't. I know we get hiccups and stuff, and you get them for a while. You get them for a while, but imagine having the hiccups for five days straight is so painful. It is so so painful. And uh, another one was uh, the. Oh, I think I believe the first one was sneezing. I sneezed. I kept sneezing and sneezing. Is this during therapy? Uh, this was during, yeah, the okay. first the first session. And I was like, wow. You know, he told me, you're going to go through these different things in the beginning. Your body's going to react, uh, you know, a different way. Which, you know, I had no idea. He, you know, he didn't even know. You know, everybody's different. And he'd ask me, you know, so what's going on? I can't stop hitting me, man. It hurts like hell. You know, I'm in severe pain and. And sneezing was a, a severe thing too, is the pain from constantly sneezing and not being able to stop. It, it's just, it's, it's unreal. But uh, yeah, that was my uh, second close experience with uh, meeting my maker in, in life. 
and uh man so at 26 you you beat testicular cancer you want to talk about what happened next uh as far as the testicular uh let's see so yeah after i beat it um yeah i went right back to uh went right back to my old self you know back in the gym uh (laughs) as funny as i went from uh back then i think i was about 185 pounds and uh going through the treatment uh i think i dropped all the way down to 110 pounds was my my weight uh which in high school geez i think i weighed and wrestled uh i was wrestling one well i think when i first started wrestling i was weighing 116 it was 116 pound weight and then by my senior year i was 126 so my lightest i was right around 115 that was that was super thin uh but when i went through the through the cancer treatment i had dropped all the way down to 110 pounds so i was i was a bean pole i i did not have a single hair on my body because uh, of the chemo and radiation so yeah that's probably why because i was pretty hairy uh <laughs> you lose all the hair as hair weight but yeah 110 pounds and then uh right back into the gym man right back into mountain biking cycling you know lifting weights running again i had to you know, I was focused on getting right back up to my weight and uh, getting back up to uh, wanted to be up to 200 pounds. You know, for uh, competition, I was I was focused and always a dream of mine to compete uh, in a competition for bodybuilding. Uh, so I just I just got right back in that game. You know, just jump right back into who I was. Finished doing um, you know what I needed to do to survive. Um, and you're all natty, right? I'm all what? You're all natty. As, a, as working out, being a bodybuilder. Oh, yeah. They're all natty. Yeah. I know people who do a lot of HGH, TRT, D yeah. balls. And, and yeah, you know, you're, you're all natty. Yeah. Creatine, I was, maybe protein yeah. shakes. Back then, yeah. Back then, uh, I was all natural. Yeah. Um, pretty much back in those days, uh, I always had the. I guess a curiosity to try uh, roids. Um, didn't know anybody. Didn't really have a connection. Uh, Good so, thing you didn't know me back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I just stayed with uh, you know all natural. Eat, eat, eat. You know, eat as much as you can. And, Were you doing the uh, peanut butter and lift. jelly sandwich and the glass of milk before you went to bed? No, no, didn't. Any, I didn't do stuff like that. No, no, I. You know, I'd eat so many meals. You know, you start early in the morning, and then were you preparing your own food? Yeah. Oh yeah, I made all my food, all natural. uh, Just you know, you got to show me some pictures of you, dude. Back in the day, I know, right? Do you have any? Uh, I'd have to look for them. I know, I know, my dad has a lot of the photos. No, I didn't know. I didn't know you were a big. My dad was a big bodybuilder growing up, and I got into uh, working out, and I played sports in high school. And I mean, I'm a two-time champ for bench press in my in high school. Ah, cool. Yeah, I, I was in a bodybuilding. My dad used to have all the magazines. He had pumping iron on, on VHS. <laughs> I remember that. And he he was uh, he's about your height. Franco and, Columbo. Yeah, Franco Columbo. Do you see <laughs> Frank Zane? You know what's funny? Years later, I watch it, and I always thought he had shit his pants when he's doing squats. I think it was Frank Columbo. 
And this guy's like this brown spot on his butt cheek, and he's doing squats. I go, oh, he shit his pants. And then years later, it finally hit me. I go, that's not. I go, that's him injecting shit in his ass <laughs> because we all know they were all on steroids and everything. Um, but yeah, I was big in the bodybuilding. My dad had a, a, an Olympic set bench press. And he had pictures of old school magazines of all the different workouts. And so I used to get bullied. Yeah. In junior high, I started getting bullied. I was like, like you, I was, yeah. I was, I was a hundred pounds, 90 pounds and I was getting bullied. So my dad always worked out and he, just, I, he taught me how to work out. And yeah. so I, I started working out, bulking up a bit, but with the, back then my metabolism was a lot faster. So it was just. A lot of lifting and and, and yeah, I had, I had yeah, a I good physique. Yeah, I don't have that metabolism either anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, those are that's all gone now. Now it's eating salads and drinking waters. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you drink a soda. It it says it weighs twelve ounces, but it, it ends up being a pound when you drink it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I get it. So you're working out, you're doing you're doing weightlifting, and you're back at it again. Yeah, back at it again. Yeah, I I. Uh, it's funny you you brought up an old memory of mine uh, when I was in junior high. Uh, well, when I met my my dad, uh, I was a kid, and but I came from L.A. and you know gangs, and I ran with them, uh, you know. So I was no uh, stranger to throwing down in the street. Uh, knives didn't didn't matter. <laughs> um, you know, back then it was all about knives. We didn't didn't have guns back in those days, but. Uh, you know, so I uh, came to Orange County and, you know, Caucasian mostly. You didn't see any, a lot of Hispanics. What nationality are you anyways? Uh, you know, I'm a mix. Uh, Mexican, uh, you know, my grandmother will always say Spanish because, and I don't really know. I never really got into it, but my, like my grandparents and my aunts and my uncles are all blonde hair, blue eyes, green eyes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so they. She My daughter's said got green eyes. I guess it's a Spanish blood. Uh, my grandfather's French. Uh, you know, his, his grandparents were from France. They spoke French, and then um, on my dad's side, it's again same thing: uh, Mexican, Spanish, and uh, my grandmother was uh, Yaqui Indian from the Arizona reservation. Mm. Uh, so I, I have the Indian side in me too. So I'm I'm pretty much a mutt. Uh, I'm a mixture of uh, different diversities. Um, have you ever done that? Twenty three and Me. That's what I'd like to do. I would I would. My really mom like did to it. Do that. I forget what she says. I'm mixed too. I'm a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a mutt too. Yeah. Yeah. But but anyways, back to that story. I I, I remember uh, starting to lift weights. Uh, you know, I'd go work out with my dad in the garage, and uh, I was in junior high, and getting pushed around. And um, you know, I'd always fight back. You know, didn't win them all, but you know. <laughs> so uh, they had a weightlifting competition, and it was bench pressing. It's funny you say that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in. I want to say seventh grade it wasn't even eighth graders eighth grader yet uh so i i did the bench press competition and i pushed uh i think it was 185 i want to say mm -hmm. and so i guess i had a, a a tie with this other kid uh caucasian boy and keith i remember his name keith and so on lunchtime they said hey you you know you 
we're going to have to go do a weigh-in. And uh, when we go weigh in, whoever weighs the most wins the competition. I thought it'd be way the less. It is way the less. Yeah. But me being naive at that time, uh, their kids were sitting there buying me, here, you need to eat this. They were buying me Hostess, Ding Dongs. They were buying me my, my lunch. Right, we're going to here, have this, have this. We're your buddies. We're your friends. And Whoa. So I was sitting there pounding food on our lunch break before the weigh-in. And we go into the weigh-in. <laughs> And uh, I weighed less. I still weighed less than than Keith did, and I ended up taking first first place as the strongest kid in school. My junior year, I actually I tied with a senior. Okay. And they didn't do that. They just said we both won. But he was a senior. I was I was a junior. The next year, I won. Okay. Um, but we tied. But I still say I'm, I'm a champion because they never. They didn't do that way in. Way in, yeah, yeah. He probably weighed. I, I know for sure he weighed he more than weighed me. Probably weighed more than you, yeah. Well, yeah. a year older, I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took me a while to catch up, to put all the weight on. I didn't gain weight until I started working at McDonald's. Oh. I was 16 and started working at uh, that's McDonald's. Worst. Yeah. And uh, that's where I gained most of my weight. I gained like 30 pounds working there. Wow. Yeah, I was small like you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think my senior year I was at like 135. After football season, I think I did go into football season at like 155. Wow! And uh, I didn't, I didn't get it because I was getting recruited from uh, Fullerton College. Yeah, they wanted me to go go play for them, and, and I was gonna do it. But I, I already knew I was short. Yeah, I was fast. I could, I, I was, I was athletic. I didn't have the size, and I was trying. They were like, "You got to put on size. You got to put on size." And I think the most I got up to was like 165 when he last called me. And that's not enough. I, I knew guys that played the, my position. Yeah. I met them at FJC. And they they took some stuff, and they did what they needed to do to be at, you know, 200, oh, wow. 220. But they're 5'7", 5 5'8", 5 5 5 Yeah. And you just see it in their face and everything just to, to bulk up. It, it's a different game when you get to those levels. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say 185 would be the least that you could weigh going into uh, college ball. I mean, yeah. especially if you're like a running back or something like that, you know. But uh, yeah, I yeah I did that one. I did that one year uh, in high school. I tried football, and uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't care for. It. I didn't like it. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, what do you think about? Especially because we 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 work together. We work in the same area. Area. What? What do you think about? Because I I delivered a lot of different doctors' offices. There's a there's a handful of holistic doctors in Tustin mm-hmm. where we deliver. What do you think about holistic healing? I think uh, it's you know, especially I, with everything you've gone through. Yeah, w- would you have done a different path at 26 yeah. if yeah. you knew the knowledge you know now? You know, uh, I think medical medicine is is a good thing. It has its benefits, uh, and I think the same of of holistic. Uh, taking a holistic approach. I mean, I've heard plenty of stories where, um, you know, people who have had severe cancer to the point of no return. They knew that uh, just regular medicine wasn't going to heal them, and they've gone down to Mexico, and there's a place in Mexico, it's actually called the Hoxie Clinic. And going to the Hoxie Clinic is a holistic uh, 
uh, approach to beating cancer. And I've heard that people have done that. Um, it's a lot less expensive, but you do pay out of pocket. Uh, it's not something that the insurance companies, and, and I think that medicine, modern medicine knows that. Uh, they don't, uh, they're not going to pay for that. They, you know, pharmaceutical medical industry needs to stay alive and make money. And a, a place where you can go heal yourself naturally, holistically, uh, without medicines or even medicine hand in hand with the holistic that can get you past it. You know, you, you can beat whatever it is that you have cancer or whatever the case is, HIV, uh, you know, there's so many sicknesses, but I do firmly believe that, uh, the natural healing is a way I've heard. And I, you know, I've met uh, only once in my life. I'm, I met an elderly woman, uh, well, which I thought at the time was an elderly woman uh, in her 60s, because uh, 60 is the new 40. You know, and mm. uh, so she looked 40. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, but you know, take in mind back then I was probably in my 30s, and I'm looking at a woman who's 60, and I'm thinking, well, she's an elderly woman, but here I am, 50 plus. And, and have friends that are in their 60s and they're just today, you know, you know the way it is today. It's there's so many people uh, that are into fitness and, you know, where the the 40s, the new 20 and, you know what I mean? Smoking and cigarettes. Songs. Yeah. And you doing know. aerobics in the living room. <laughs> That's funny to see when you see a guy go to the gym, lift weights, and then you walk outside in the parking lot and he's smoking a cigarette. That's that's a good one. Uh not to exclude myself, been there, done that in a, in a small window of time in my life. Uh, you know, people go through shit, but you never know, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Do I believe in the, in the holistic, uh, healing? Yeah. Oils, stuff like that. Uh, there's, there's so many benefits going to, what you went through with chemo and all that would, if say you got something happened today, right? God forbid, knock on wood, same thing with me. Would you go? Because I know I've met a lot of people that have, have fought cancer, mm -hmm. beat cancer. I know people, good friends of mine that have lost loved ones from cancer. Everything you've been through, your experience. Would you Would you go a holistic way? If If he had the chance, if it, it happened all over again, and you knowing what you know now, because you're you're a lot wiser, you're a lot more educated. I'm just asking this because I mean this is something I I ask myself all the time. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, that has crossed my mind many a times. Uh, would I? Because I'd met this woman who had gone to Hoxie. Uh, and, and Hoxie is a doctor. That, that is his name, is, is Dr. Hoxie. And his clinic is in Mexico. Never been there, don't know where it's at, but I do know it's in Mexico. Um, I think I would have to have had to really do my homework. Uh, on the subject of that, uh, I, you know, because we go through life, uh, you know, when we first come into life and being here in the United States, um, you, we are, we are groomed, you know, you, you go to your doctor, you go to your dentist, and these are the people who heal you, fix you and make you better the and, eye doctor. and keep you well, the eye doctor. And, uh, you know, so 
when you hear holistic, it's it's something out of the norm. Uh, but is it the norm though? I used to get prescribed. I used to have high blood pressure, yeah. and they were constantly giving me shit. Yeah, it wasn't a diet they were trying to tell me or take my vitamins, exercise. They were just constant, just give it to you. Oh, it's in your hereditary. It's gonna happen no matter what. That's yes. what you're getting told. Yeah. But I exercise. I changed my diet. Yeah, because there was times where look, okay, I was in the best shape of my life. I have, I had my first kid. I blew up to like 240, dude. I was a big boy, dude. And I started getting high blood pressure. I was getting declined my DOT because I wasn't taking my medication. I had to take in charge of my life. Yeah. And say, okay, well, what do I do? You eat good. You exercise. You take your vitamins. The medical insurance that, that, you know, that we have, we don't have that option. We go over there, they're going to get us satins. They're going to give us a blood pressure medication. You know, if, if you're having uh, dick problems, they're going to give you Viagra. I mean, it was a, it was a pill mill. Woo-woo. Viagra, that stuff's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I mean, the... I've seen both worlds. I'm just asking, you know, I'm just thinking out loud. Like if, if like God forbid something happens, but I go holistic side is chemo. My last, I know people that, that went the holistic side and they died. Yeah. I, I have to say that in the back of my mind, if I, it, and I, like you said, I've always like, you've always thought about it. I've always thought about it. And it's always been in the back of my mind if it happened again, because my doctor at the time told me, that I would it would happen again to me at some point, which Lance Armstrong's been through it, God knows how many times in his life, you know, um, you know, went from testicular having testicular cancer. I think he had it twice and then having brain cancer. And, you know, that was the newest one. And man, you want to talk about a And they got mad at life. him because he was what? What did he have in himself? Human growth hormone and human growth hormones, which is I mean, what is human growth hormone? I mean, we know what they are, but it can be anywhere from blood doping to who God knows there's, there's, there's so many options of, of growth hormone that you can take. I mean, they even, you know, in professional sports today, just taking, uh, what is it? Um, that we just recently talked about, you know, the, the, the powdered proteins and stuff that they yeah. have today, uh, can be considered, uh, an advanced pre-workout. That, uh, yeah. Pre-work these, I can't drink those. Yeah. I mean, just all these things that they've come up with today because these powders are so much more advanced. Uh, it's an advantage to somebody who's not taking any of that stuff, you know, and it is, I mean, but it does get you to the next level. It gets, it gives you that boost. Um, anyways, uh, getting back to, to the option of, uh, medical or mm-hmm. holistic, uh, I wouldn't say no to it because I know going through the you radiation, do both. You do both. I, I consider, yeah, I would do both. I would, uh, on some level, I know that I would because, uh, and just to say, when, you, when you're going through chemo and the radiation at the same time, one of the things I couldn't do was eat or drink. So what's a holistic approach to being able to eat or drink? The doctor could have given me a medication uh, a different type of injection on top of what I was already doing so that I could eat and drink. And I said no to it. 
he said there are other holistic ways of being able to eat and drink and then what is a holistic what is your first edibles pot? edibles smoking pot marijuana mm-hmm. i did it i did it uh i did it for a week and the funny part is is during that week i was able to eat i was able to stay hydrated um and and it, and that's what helps you through the process is because you need to have those nutrients in, in your body you know Otherwise, you start experiencing things. Well, I I don't know, but I I would have some idea of like it got to the point where the radiation, uh, my skin was becoming weak because I don't have the vitamins in 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 my system to supplement and beat the radiation and stop my skin from melting. Who knows? I mean, I'm not a doctor. It's just uh, uh, an opinion of mine. But during the week that uh, I got a friend of mine to bring me some joints, pre-rolled joints and said, here, smoke this so that you can eat and hydrate and, and, ha- you know, have food and water in your system, which I did. But my dad was against it. My mom wasn't. And my dad made me flush it down the toilet. So I finished the rest of my, you know, cycles, uh, doing, without marijuana because in his mind i didn't need that because in his mind he thought that's that's a bad thing you know he was against uh marijuana he was like no you're not having drugs you don't need i'm like i'm already taking drugs they're just fda approved drugs you know Mm -hmm. and these drugs are killing me Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah if 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 i had to go through it again i would absolutely smoke marijuana without a doubt just so that i could eat and drink and have some type of uh you know be on a level where i can deal with this a little bit better i mean because it it was a tough fight it is a tough fight when you go through that it's 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 yeah, you can't explain uh, what your mind and your body goes through when you're going through that unless you've actually been through it, uh, I think, which doesn't really tell people much. No, <laughs> I, did, I, ne- I never knew that about you, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I know about you. You yeah. know, we talk every day, and we, I think we've gone out once to have a beer, you know? Yeah. But we, we both have a, a common friend that's mutual. Yeah. Shout out to Terry Diggs, and uh, he's been a longtime friend of mine. He's always been someone to, uh, if I need to seek advice, even though he's younger than me, uh, he's he's come a long way. I used to i I didn't get along with him growing up because he had a fucking like to flap <laughs> yeah. his gums. Still does. He, yeah, he still flaps his gums. He's still the same. Um, I was working at UPS before him, and then he got hired at Cerritos. And then one day, you know, I, I go back to the neighborhood. All the homies are there. And, that's when he goes, hey, I'm working for UPS. And, man and of we wisdom. Had a good, yeah, we had a good conversation, and after that. He's a young man. He was but always I'm, like, hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. And now he's a shop steward. Yeah. Now he's, he he's rubs elbows with the elites that he's introduced me yeah. to. And uh, and when he cal- he tells me gives, he's going to get this or this to someone I, I mentioned, and he's mentioned many people, <laughs> uh, he goes, what's the name? And then. Yeah, I keep you know I try, but he says you, and he gives a thumbs up, and I go yeah, and I give him the thumbs up back. You know, I was like, hey, he's. We haven't had a conversation like this, and uh, 
and I'm glad we're doing it now because I already knew with Terry says this I go he, he's got things that I don't know about him but I'm gonna be like okay that's why you you last couple of days you, we've been pretty close so yeah. when I do a podcast I want to get someone on that uh that's gonna be real and be honest open and honest I didn't know this about you but I mean my relationship with Terry uh was a good thing uh I, I I'm proud to know Terry and and if Terry ever gets to listen to this, I, I I'm proud to have him as as a friend. Nah, he's uh, a piece of shit, dude. He won't even come <laughs> on my podcast. He yeah. goes, "You don't want to get me on." I go, "I'm not trying to fucking argue with you. Just come <laughs> on and have a fucking beer." No, that that's that that's what you gotta love about Terry is Terry is going to argue with you because that is his his nature. That's uh, and, and it's good to have people like that. Everybody has an opinion. Someone, someone, and Terry and I will sit and. He'll give me his opinion and, and, and he can get, I'll sit and I'll listen to people's opinion. I, I'm not one to just start bantering back. You right? do. You listen. I, I you... stop. I listen. I think about, uh, I don't, I don't go on the attack. I, I take information. I, I process the information and then I build my, my own case. My I saw own that. Thoughts, I my saw own that. Opinions, I saw that. Right. Yeah. And I know you noticed that. No, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that you notice that uh, I'm uh, I'd, I'd like to if I'm going to fight the fight, I want to be educated in the fight. Uh, I'm not going to go for the jugular. I'm not saying I don't. I know when I'm right or at least I feel I'm right. And I, I believe in in good and in, in people. I think there's a loss of what. Honor. Even being good, integrity, honor. Doctor Narberg, shout Doctor Narberg was on the podcast. Yeah. We talk a lot about honor. I mean, that's the the new movement is the honor movement. No one's honoring each other anymore. No, that's a true statement. And no one's showing honor and it's being an respectful. There's yeah. an agenda, and and it's the agenda has to change. I, I, I you're getting I, too I divided too much. Yeah, I hate I hate that so many people have this agenda it's i think the agenda should be for the greater good uh for for what is the right thing to do everybody seems not the to like best look out for each do. other yeah 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 so terry yes absolutely uh you know he's he's a piece of shit dude he's, he's a character Can't I love, fucking I, stand his ass dude <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i always tell all my good friends everyone come on the podcast i want the the listeners around the world to get a little bit about who I am, who the people I, I work with, who the people I get to know on this journey, this podcast journey. That's it's going, man. We're, we're, we're doing good. As a matter of fact, I got my first sponsor. Shout out to Wimpy's Pawn Shop over there on Pico Rivera. Shout out to my cousin, Daniel. Thank you for coming through this week. My daughter's starting college, so he... Hooked it up with a nice laptop. Gave me a really good discount. My daughter's happy with it. But, yeah, man, they're going to start sponsoring me. So I got to give them a shout-out every podcast. So shout-out to Wimpy's Pawn Shot and Pico Rivera. I don't have the address, but I'll get it next week. But uh, just mention the Raider and the Saint. Google it. Yeah. Google <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, the Raider and the Saint. Let them know you're, you're a listener. And whoever's working this should be able to hook you guys up with a, a really – really uh good price so I, that, I'm work, that's one of my first sponsors shout out to wimpy's pawn shop 
Shout out to my cousin Daniel who listens to the podcast. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for helping me out along this journey. He has not been on the podcast yet. Um, he's just, you know, he'll, he'll he'll make an appearance, you know, but I got a lot of people that are behind the scenes helping me out with this podcast. Phil, I always ask this question, same type of question at the end of my podcast to my guest. I try not to bring it up. I, I don't want to talk about it, but let's talk about this this pandemic or in pandemic how are you how are we feel what do you think about it man this this COVID, you know because we're both we both do the same job yeah uh COVID. yeah so you know i i'm not uh like i said i'm i'm uh, i'm very strong-minded strong-willed um i don't believe uh, you know if you go based off statistics, uh, you know, uh, they tell you, you know, facts tell you something completely different. And uh, our government here in the United States, and, and this is just my own opinion. Everybody has an opinion. Uh, I think it's uh, it's part of an agenda, uh, you know, in the deep state is what they call it. Uh, government the one percent however you want to take it uh you got the special interest groups you know they all have an agenda and uh i think the agenda i i i I have to believe the agenda is to control and this is a step in the direction of controlling uh the people of the united states the american people taking away Uh, some rights yeah I mean, there's, there's obviously, it's the land of the free, and there's, it's diverse. There's, there's. It's also the diversity. home of the brave. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we know as Americans, true Americans who have, who are born and raised here, uh, who believe in the American dream, the American way, who believe in the men and women who fight for us. Uh, it's it, it all that stuff is being stripped and taken away histories being taken away uh we learn from history and they're taking 1984 they're trying to erase history yeah they want to erase history uh which which is what hitler Hitler did does that make us that we need to be more aware of what our kids are learning at school as far as being more interacting with them because I know where my kids go to school. It's it's, it's a low income school. It's it's nothing crazy, and I hear I hear stories. You know, especially when this COVID went down, all the kids had to lo- log on to Zoom, and everyone had their their iPads and everything. And there's literally twenty percent of kids that logged on. The yeah. other ones, they literally had to send the principal and a social worker out to check on the kids. And the thing was, is the parents don't speak English or the parents don't care. Yeah. And so these these kids are there's a disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. I I that's you know, it's funny I didn't even really think about that. Because yeah, there's because a lot what's of things going on that, now. These kids are in their 20s, yeah, you teens. Don't, you don't think about a lot of things or even realize a lot of things like uh you know, my daughter uh goes to an elementary school and it's it's a, a well-renowned elementary school. It's public. Uh but it's funded. Um it's they they uh it's a little bit i don't want to and i'm not trying to 
you know, Placentia, I mean, there's there's good elementary schools and then there's the lower end of the elementary school. Yeah. Uh, we chose this elementary school based on, you know, you, you read about it, you go online and, and you, you know, you get information on on uh, the academics of the school and, and the teachers and uh, the kids that go there from, you know, what areas, you know, this, this elementary school she goes to is predominantly Asian. You know, the one right behind my house is predominantly uh, Hispanic where they're being bussed in from out of area. And the parents, like you said, there's, they don't speak English. So we've gone from uh, classroom teaching to where parents are having to be involved and be a part of teaching and helping their their process of learning and if if the parents can't uh if there isn't that connection where they can speak english and help their children um yeah it's, that's 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 they're being cheated that's it, excuse me it's a raw deal for for the kids uh because you know as we all know we want the best for our kids so you think that gives them the deep state a chance to infiltrate and start teaching our kids certain things or certain ways to think and i mean we've both seen on the news a drag queen reading a book to a bunch of kindergartners yeah and uh, telling them you know that that's okay well what's next after that yeah. guy coming in with the dog saying i love a dog yeah. you know i'm gonna read you a story yeah i mean if you read some of these, these stories now like the, the the new age shit coming out yeah it's it's both perverted and it's just subconscious the shit they're they're putting out there uh you know i this whole gender uh which obama opened up the door with by having the gender neutral bathrooms mm. uh that's probably the only good thing that uh or i don't i don't even want to call it good but it's really the only one of the things other than his uh which i don't really know too much about uh the insurance part of it, uh, Obamacare. I don't don't know a lot about it. Obviously, we have great insurance at UPS. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not something I've really read up on or anything like that. Um, but I mean, I know you, I know people that don't have insurance didn't want that. Yeah, it, it, it. I hear a mixed version of it's a great thing, it's a good thing, and then I hear it's a bad thing. Um, but. As far as I know, those are probably the only th two things that he did for the country other than open doors for the Muslims to come into our our government. And it's it's and well, it's yeah, he's a well known the, Muslim. One of the hugest things that uh, and, it, and it's nothing against uh, Muslims. I, I know a, a lot of Muslims. Yeah. Well, I think there's good people in, in all walks of life. Exactly. There's uh, a bad Christians and good Christians. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't doesn't matter where you go. But uh when they said that they're going to infiltrate us from the inside, I, I believe he opened those doors. And whether the American people want to believe it or not, uh, you know, I have family that that love Obama, and I have friends that love Obama, and then, and then I have the other end that people just they think he was the worst thing ever. And uh, I I I don't, uh, you know, and, and that goes with. Any any president or politician, you know, there's good things, there's bad things. Um, I just see that government in itself isn't uh, really there. Like I said, there's an agenda, and I, from what I see on the agenda, it's it's not good. When you know you can't 
fly an American flag in your front car in front yard. Uh, but if you come here to the United States and, you know, you want to be free and, you know, and have all these benefits uh, that the United States offer, but you don't want to stand behind it, uh, you know, it's it's like they're here for a free ride. You know, I don't know. It's not, I don't want to say a free ride. That's that's probably the wrong wrong thing to to say. But uh, there's that agenda, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, whatever agenda that is, it's yet to be seen. But going back to talking about honor, there, there's no more. And we, we got to start implementing that. Same thing as we implement going through life, learning from what our, our mistakes or whatever has been put in front of us. We develop and we change and we grow. We take vitamins, we work out, we exercise, we keep our faith. But there, there's no more honor and, and respect for any individual that, you know, thinks differently or how things are run. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> with honor, I, uh, I think that the, today... Uh, kids just aren't taught by their parents as as much as going as, back to elementary yeah as much as they used to uh i mean growing up as a kid you know we had rules we we got punished you know our, our parents came down hard on us you you know you got a spanking today you can't yell at your kids you can't spank your kids you there's there's so many regulations and uh it 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 just it's got to go back but is that before or against us because i've seen shows or i've read books and and seen video of 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 a kid getting abused and next you hear in the news that they were chained and put in the cabinet and getting whipped on and at school they'd show up with with bumps and bruises. Well, again, we know right from wrong. It's, you know, everybody's a product of, of what their life is. Uh, you know, I'm a product of, of my mother, my father, you know, my step parents. I've had, you know, step parents in my life, uh, my grandparents, how I was raised, uh, you know, it, unfortunately, not You're everybody. You're have those type of accidents. Not, not every kid grows up with, you know, that family that has that foundation you you know and you have low income families and you know i mean everybody has their their part of life where they have to overcome things i mean even even successful people today uh it's funny as i i was talking to a gentleman uh, recently, and he made the comment that, uh, you know, these and and I don't want to go into specifics of what they do or who they are. I'm just going to say that these are people of power uh, who fight for us, uh, but they're not educated, and and that was the one thing that he had said. Well, this man holds this position and he's not educated but he climbed the ladder and he has no education 
So he's not qualified. And in my mind, who are we talking my, about? I, I, that's why I'm saying I don't. I don't want to mention names. I don't want to go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to go there. Who are we talking about? And, Trump? Yeah. No. 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 Just, <laughs> it, it, it's just people in the in the in the line of work. You know, in our in our working working industry. Okay. Uh, oh, I'll leave we, it at we, that. Okay. Let's, let's just put it this way. We both know people mm-hmm. that shouldn't be in positions that they are. Yeah. And they're only getting run by the machine, which we call the man. Mm-hmm. However, they're not working off emotion anymore. They're working off AI, whatever the computer tells them to do. Yeah. 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 And much. we've we become a society now where you can't even talk like individuals anymore and, and, and make backdoor deals like we used to with old school supervisors, knowing that we had a, a, a we, we didn't just work with each other. We had a relationship and that that the, that relationship is gone now and we're divided now. If we're talking about if you're just talking about UPS in, in our line of work. Yeah, it's got to be did. everywhere else, too, though, right? We. I agree. I agree. If we just look at just UPS itself, uh, we ran better. We ran better as uh, because we had relationships as individuals. Uh, Even down to the drivers now. We had relationships as drivers with management. And we ran on our own, and our company ran really well. Uh, our company, before it was became corporate, uh, and now we have these investors that we work for, our company ran way better. The people worked harder. The people wanted to work harder. Uh, today, they're working off of numbers, papers. These individuals have no clue as to what we do on a daily basis, what we go. Every day is a different day. Uh, but then there's people who take advantage of that. We know drivers that take advantage of the system. There are people who will try to take advantage of any situation. There's the good, and then there's the one, the individuals who, you know, want to work it. And and that's fine. I'm, you know. You're like me. Work hard, play hard. Yeah. I, I'm My job in 30 years there has always just been go to work, provide for my family, and, and do, you know, it was – always looking at at the end uh i never thought that i would ever get involved i know my nature is to help people and fight for people because i always have even growing up as a kid uh when kids were getting pushed around or beat up in high school even though these football players or wrestlers were friends of mine and i was in the mixed in the i would be the guy to go hey dude the hell back off you know, it's this bookworm or this nerd or whatever his or her deal was, I'd be the guy to say, step in and say, Hey, leave this guy alone. Back off. You you wanna you wanna challenge? I'm right here. I'll do it for him. You know? Uh there's no reason for it. And I've just always had that mentality. Uh, but, uh, in working for UPS in my 30 years, I did me and somewhere down the line, uh, I don't know if it was just recognized and I was asked to participate 
get involved and I did and I kind of wish I would have done that a long time ago not just because of my nature to help people because it would have educated myself uh, I probably would have had a little bit better of a career at UPS if I would have just taken the time to go attend to go to a meeting to be involved uh, and you feel better when you're involved because even being involved the the hall does these extracurricular activities where I had done in the beginning at UPS where we would the company would pick a house or houses and we would go out and we would go paint it was a low-income family and they would just pick uh, this family in the neighborhood during the holidays and we would go clean their yard clean their house fix electrical fix the toilet fix the sink uh, you know, they had a patio in the backyard. Why don't was, we do that again? They still do it to this day. It's just not. It's you have to take the initiative. Well, we don't need the the, the name. We don't need. We we do it ourselves. The Raider and the Saint, or Ultra Limited, right? However you want to do it, yeah. but that that that's an idea right there. Yeah. We don't need. We don't need that name. I, I rarely try to not talk about what I do. Um, but eventually it, it comes up because a lot of my friends that come on are UPS drivers. Yeah. One driver I had uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, shout out to Hyro. He, uh, we just talked about conspiracies, talked about lizard people and shit like that after 17 minutes in. I think you were going after help thy neighbor, right? Uh, what the, the title? Thine, no, I'm, I'm oh. just saying because where we were going was because you said well why don't we do that now why don't we do it as yeah, Raider and the Saint? why don't we do it as ultra limited it really doesn't have to have, have a, a title, title to it but it's we don't just, have to use i mean obviously people wear shirts i knew some dude who had the ups emblem tatted on his back mm -hmm. and he got fired a year later <laughs> wow yeah that's hardcore and so yeah i'm, I'm i work for ups it's it's, it's a great job it's a great career. It's a great but career. You learn a lot going on, on you your journey. You make six figures a year. You get. Don't seven. tell me how much we make, dude. I was going <laughs> to listen to the show, bro. I'm like, seven, I this guy grew up in the weeks, slums. Seven weeks of vacation, <laughs> full medical, dental, and vision. You get stock. You get 401k. Yeah. And they pay for your college. Oh, I'll throw you. Would you, would out you there. want your kids to do something like that? Would you? I would have no problem with my kids being a driver, being a driver, really, and, and having a life at UPS. I, I really wouldn't because I did 30 years at UPS and UPS gave me a lot. You know, the way I look at it, it gave a you a life. It gave me a life. Let me tell you what giving a life to me means uh, at being. Well, at obviously, UPS. we know what you went through. Right. If if I had not. If, and, and let me tell you, when I had several jobs, I had a, I actually had, I was a carpenter. I worked uh, as a carpenter in the Carpenters Union in, in Los Angeles before UPS, and which is another great career job, uh, great benefits, great pay, you know, pension, the whole freaking thing, man. I mean, it, they're united. They are united front uh, in, in America. And, um, but, but 
one day I was out looking for a job, a different job, and it just wasn't my thing. And UPS fell into my lap, and I said, you know, I'll give it a shot. I was going to college. I had a scholarship. And UPS well, said, hey, we'll, we'll, we, we will pay for part of your schooling, too. We'll give you more money. And I was like, really? You're in management first, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. And I was like, well, shit. Okay, I could use the extra So you're one of those ones that went driving and says, I'm just going to stick with the driver. So my beginning was I was there just for the education to to make the money to go to school. And then uh, management, there were certain managers at UPS uh, kept saying, you know, well, back then going into management was kind of like a weight. You know, there wasn't a lot of positions open. They're like, Phil, they're you know, they're hiring. You should just become a driver. And 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 I didn't understand. I was I was going to college. Uh, my focus was college, my education, and uh, you know, they said, well, you know, you should go become a driver, become a driver, and and uh, from driver, which I really didn't. I look back now and I think, well, now I kind of know why they were saying become a driver. It was full time. That's a good career start. Uh, had I did that, became a driver, started driving, they would open the door for management. I could have gone into uh, operations, been an on-road, who knows, maybe a center manager, climb the ladder, who knows. Uh, but I didn't take that route. I didn't. You, you could know? have been CEO. No, not CEO. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, you probably could be a CEO, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell everybody what to I'll do. I'll tell you what. If I was a CEO of UPS, things would be a lot different. Would uh, you like to make 25 million bonus per quarter or would you like to give that back to the people below and therefore get more production out of it i'm a robin hood i'm a robin hood i'm not uh i would give to the people uh and i think that's where corporate america these people who and they're who, the ones that sit at the top that make the calls yeah their uh their agenda uh they get lost uh, whether it be a politician or corporate or a CEO, they get lost in the mighty dollar, the money. We're just uh, we're just a number. Yeah, we are, we are. Uh, but I don't I don't consider myself just a number. I'm I. I consider they myself. Want, they replaced. They they were replaceable, but better copperheads in the working world. Yeah, but and so thank God for a union. Oh yeah. Thank God for union. God bless America. Yeah, that's the, that's the last of the frontier. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the last of the frontier. Yeah, the bad I mean, part is, is that Trump isn't for. Uh, he's not a supporter of unions. If he if he can break them, he'll break them. Yeah. I mean, two two of the gentlemen that uh, actually protected unions, he fired, and hired two of the biggest union busters known in the country to uh, take that position. You know. Uh, which I think is wild and crazy. So what does that tell you about Trump? You know what? Yeah, I. He's yeah. got an he's got an agenda too. He's got what he thinks will make America great mm -hmm. again. But a lot of his policies and and everything he stands for, he's obviously not going to be. A, he he he's he's on the broader side. You know with the way he he talks and the way he posts on Twitter and stuff. When you go deep down and you start looking at the laws and everything he really stands for you know it puts me in a pickle too because like i i do like some of the things he 
he talks about that he wants to change such as such as draining the swamp and stuff like that but i think uh trump his first four years uh achieved his agenda his agenda was to get the people to follow him uh i look at trump as and, and i just came across this not even a day maybe two ago it just I think in my own head, I don't, I try to put things together myself. I, I know that there's a lot of facts and I know people that are a lot more educated than myself, but uh, I think he's a deceiver. I think that, and I, trust me, I was all for Trump because, you know, the economy was thriving and it was doing great and he was creating jobs and they could compare him to the bible in revelations at one point in one of the scriptures it says and the trumpet will sound mm. during the last days and they put him with trump like trump's it's, it's metaphor trump's the trump and like he's our savior i mean mm. I, I get that a lot I, I, savior or the deceiver deceiver setting it up for satan there is a huge following he has created a huge following but it is. But is it for the better good, or is it? Let me. Let me just. You gotta I, go. You gotta let, go for. I, let me. In the let end, me, you gotta go for lesser of the evils. Let me just throw this thought out, and, and it's just a thought. It's just. I. I was. I've been. You know. You sit there and you read and and you listen and you you know you hear all these things that are going on and in my own head I thought, just what if? Because, there is the one percent which I call the rich thugs. Uh, you have the special interest groups and they do have, these this, are all bloodlines. They, they are bloodlines of the wealthy and they have an agenda and the agenda is to control more control. So just what if this is all just a ploy and the Republicans and Democrats are playing this fucking huge game. Pardon my French. And they are actually working together to achieve this one goal. Oh, I said that. I, I said it's WWE. They're enemies out on stage, but behind their best friends. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's why we're going to Mars, baby. <laughs> United States, that was it. Oh. Now they're coming for us. Boom. Yeah. I don't Elon know. Musk, dude, we're going to Mars, baby. We're starting over. I and they're just going to follow us there. I think that uh, there'll definitely be uh, a civil war. I actually sent that statement to uh, to Daryl Pegg. Shout out to Daryl Pegg, uh, ex-military, militia man. I went to uh, some of his meetings. Did you really? Yeah, back in the days. Really? Yeah, I want to get a – I follow him on Facebook. I want to get him on probably via Skype. I would love to get him down here in the studio, but I know – He's out there and, uh, you know, I think, I think that Daryl would actually come in. Would here. he? Yeah. Could you put I, in a I good word it. for me? I will put in a good word for you. I think Darryl... he knows me. I used to run his route all the time. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. He's uh... he should have a bad back. I went to a few meetings that he went to. Uh, yeah, I was a young, youngin. you know, yeah. I was into guns and stuff like that and, and my freedoms. And, and so I went to a few meetings and, uh, he was cool, man. Now he's like one of the head honchos. He's a he's a huge man. What is he called? Faith and God and Yeah, he's 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 a he's That'd big, be cool um, if he could come through. I think he will. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Hopefully this is his podcast. He's a good so. man. 
Yeah, he is. He used to uh, work right. He when he retired, he sold his house. Cause I delivered his house before. It's in the Huntington, okay, or Fountain Valley borderline. And then he sold it, and then he moved to like a, a townhouse for a bit on Oscar's route. Oh wow! And then I saw him there, and then next thing you know, he he was out there in the desert, and he was waiting for things to happen to him, and uh, things are going good for him. Yeah, right outside of Pioneer Town. Pioneer Town, USA. You can't, you can't say that, dude. They're gonna they're gonna be looking for him. Nah. <laughs> Infrared. Nah. No, they know him. He's I'm sure he's been on TV already. Really? Yeah, yeah he's done a couple of uh Oh, okay. He's coming on. He, yeah, he's done some stuff. He's uh what do you call that? Uh, holy uh not the marchers, but the Oh gosh. The ones that are going out there and marching and what do they call them? Uh Protesters. Protester, yeah, he's kind of done some of that prote- protesting really? stuff and yeah, helping out and I think just trying to keep the the people in check, you know, so it doesn't get out of control or anything like. Yeah, that. I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, very cool. Uh, very smart, I think, or at least I thought in my own opinion. He's, you know, everybody has their own opinion, their own view, and uh, but he'd be uh, definitely a. Uh, so the COVID's so the COVID. I'm trying to get everything in the closure so yeah the covid is it agenda is it something that was man-made we don't know but we both know there's an agenda going on and we just got to be aware of what's going on around us oh covid's man-made the agenda is the nano i know people got covid though the nano you have you heard about the nano no i haven't (laughs) okay so the nano is a pod that they want to inject uh it's a little computer and this pod that's going to go into your body will actually interface with your over time it integrates Mm -hmm. these nanos and interfaces with your brain your brain thoughts your brain waves how you feel what you think sounds like heroin and cocaine (laughs) (laughs) and you'll actually be able to link up to your cell phone your tvs your computers Mm -hmm. your laptops all that stuff like that uh, the nano will also tell you uh, like who's coming if, out. Who came if, up with this invention? If you're about to get sick or going to be sick, or if you're already getting sick, it it kind of gives you the pre warning, and it will have it'll all be linked to our government. So again, what is that? There, there. Well, they were have it on their phones. If you got COVID sign up or do whatever and it alerts you if you walk by someone who has had COVID. But all this stuff is, is violating the constitution. Yeah, and it's dividing us. That's what they want to do. Well, no, they're, 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 inv- they're invading our, our privacy. I oh, mean, of course. They've been doing that since you, you were born. That's why we have the social security number. Facial recognition, voice recognition. Yeah. They got cameras. Every time you go on Pornhub and you're jacking off in front of your phone. <laughs> yeah. They got every video recorded. Who told you about that? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> every every everybody in this world that's a man or a woman, I've done it once or twice in their life. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's crazy. It's wild. It's you know, it's uh, everything's recorded. This is being recorded right now. Yeah. It's gonna go back to the beast. Next thing you know, I got FBI swarming my house. The beast, the lizard. Yeah, the lizard the, people. Whatever you want to call him, the dragon, whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, it's a crazy world, bro. Crazy world today. Uh, so in closing, tell the people if they want to get a hold of you, if you want. If not, 
you will be on this podcast again. But give me a closing statement, some encouragement to people, especially of what's going on right now. Some people are out of jobs. We've got a sickness out there that we're both saying is man-made. It's ugly. We know people. It's a hit home. There's people in the hospital. There's people that are hurting. We know that there's an agenda going on, and we can see it as far as us being in our mental state and be just just be aware of what's going on. If you know history and you go back and you look at the history, everyone knows history repeats itself. We've been through a lot in history. I've had people on this podcast that have talked about their their dad serving in Vietnam or my grandpa serving in World War II. If you do your, your history and learn history, you're going to see that history is always going to repeat themselves. These people that are in charge, they don't give two shits about us. They All they care about in themselves and, and trying to live forever. He, me, I'm just trying to make uh, people aware of what's going on, man, because I love everyone. I serve people with honor. And this person that's been on my podcast, Mr. Phil Rivera, is a very honorable person. I'm happy to have him on. So tell the people what's up, man. Let them, let, you know, close it out. My closing would be, and I don't know if it's because of my age, but uh, my closing would be that uh we we left god's kingdom and and again i you know I, I don't mean to sound religious or anything but eventually we're going to return to god's kingdom and my piece of advice is to just have faith never lose faith uh god puts we all think we all have a plan. Satan thinks he has a plan. These people in government think they have a plan. But in the end, we're all going back to the same place where we left. And, and through our life, uh, you know, like I said, we, we have this idea that uh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. But along our path through life, uh, God will always have a plot twist and everything is a plot twist. But as long as you stay faith, faithful to the right thing, uh, you're going to end up in the right place. Uh, if you don't, you know the outcome. I mean, it's, it's heaven or hell. And uh, I firmly believe if you're making right decisions and doing the right thing, and we all know what the right thing is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and not letting uh, our greed people are greedy uh, you know the more money the more success they want more they want more and that's what these people that run our country or countries they get to that point they lose sight they lose what really matters there's only one thing that matters and we all know what that is it's the end and where we're going and the things that we've done and achieved through our throughout our life won't carry over to the next one that's right so yeah well physically spiritually you know helping people out and being open and just just learning through your experience and, and teaching people your experience and 
and it's about love and honor man and and you brought that today i think that's why i i uh support you and what you're doing and and thank you so I much have, man i appreciate that i have talked to you and told you keep doing don't don't lose don't lose sight it's easy man it's easy stay to lose the, sight. Stay, yeah stay the course uh when can we see you next time on the podcast? I mean, when when are you available? I mean, <laughs> you let me know. We'll talk. Okay. And, uh, I'll, I'll I'll make it a point to uh, even though it was last minute, I was like, no, I'm doing this. You know, he I knew the call would come, and I knew you were ready. Yeah, I'm always ready. Yeah, I'm always ready. Oh yeah, dude, you're you're a man of uh, wise words. You know, when I we park, you're parked right next to me, and so there's days where you don't talk. There's days where you just, you talk and you just, and I just look and I observe and I go, he's in his own mind. Yeah. I get like that too. You know, I get like that too. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. Especially no. after learning what, what I've learned today, after knowing you for so many years too. Yeah. It's, it's like I already knew I had, I had this connection with you. So uh, once again, I want to thank you for coming on the show. If everybody wants to get a hold of Phil, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big computer geek person with all these uh, media things, but I think if they look me up through you, uh, you know, I have you as a friend, ultra limited, ultra, limited ultra underscore limited, limited on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Facebook same is, thing. Yeah. Phil Rivera, Phil Facebook. Rivera. If you guys got any questions or want to give him a shout out or anything, you can, you can hit him up with those. If you want to get on the podcast or you got any comments or questions you can hit me up at the raider and a saint at outlook.com that's the raider and a saint at outlook.com you can hit me up on ig facebook just type in go on the internet and just type in the raider and a saint.com it's going to put you to the right place please tell your family friends if everybody's anybody's going through anything or they need encouragement let them know about the podcast the podcast is growing Shout out to everyone around the world. Shout out to all my family, my friends, coworkers, people who listen to the podcast. I love you guys. I will see you next week. Once again, stay blessed, be honorable, and keep your eyes open. I love you. Late. Have a good one. Thank you.
amor perdido Yo te aconsejo que no llames a la puerta Pues tu cariño para mí es cosa muerta Thank you. 